0: With the playoffs upon us, The Athletic has launched The Athletic NBA Show, a daily podcast combining some of your favorite basketball voices under one umbrella. We've got David Aldrich, Ethan Strauss, Marcus Thompson, good-looking guy named Zach Harper, Sam Amick, Wazdy Lambre, Dave Dufour. We've got so many voices outside of that with a rotating cast of beat writers from around the league, full spectrum, NBA consumption, something for everybody every day has a new show and a new tone covering everything from insider news to cultural issues and deep dives into in-game analytics produced by jade hoy so before things tip off later this month make sure you subscribe to the athletics nba show available now wherever you get your podcasts welcome to game notes your utah jazz podcast on the athletic podcast network i'm zach harper that's tony jones and we are ready for the playoffs, Tony. I feel like this should have happened months ago. The playoffs are late.
1: It should have happened months ago, but we should we didn't wear masks.
0: That's right. That's right. So if you if you would be so kind, wear a mask. It's not infringing on right. It's just covering your face. Pretend it's cold. You wear a mask when it's cold? Just
1: put a mask on.
0: Yeah, cover your face. Cover your mouth. Cover your nose. It's not hard.
1: Zach needs a mask.
0: I do. You know how hard it is to get this beard into a mask? I mean, I'm just It's saying. awful. And yet I do it. You're not breathing your own carbon dioxide. That's not how that works. You can still breathe oxygen. Any bad message that you're getting, anything negating wearing a mask right now, let me tell you, it's stupid. It's <laughs> why our playoffs are in August. It's why we're in a bubble. That's why we're in a bubble. But, Tony, we made it. We made it through the seeding games. Utah Jazz tanked their asses off in order to avoid the Houston Rockets. Can we admit that? That was honestly impressive. Look, that game against Dallas, I was watching that fourth quarter. I admittedly did not watch most of that game. I turned on about halfway through the third quarter. And in the fourth quarter, I thought, I, I think I even tweeted this at one point, I thought, if the Jazz just walked off the court with like four minutes left, would people be as angry at that idea of tanking as? as they are at this idea of tanking, in which they're just blatantly not trying to win this game.
1: It was definitely a game in which the Jazz made it clear that they were not upset at coming up short. Right. Do we want to use the T-word, or we just want to say upset? Okay, uh, well, all right. Upset not upset at coming up short.
0: Okay, if tanking is too hard for your baby ears out there, if that's too bad of a word for your baby ears out there, listener, we'll just say they were positioning, all right? How's that work? Is that good for branding? Strategic positioning. Strategic position. There you go. Now that's how you sell it. That's how you sell it. Um, how about a strategic covering for your face? We'll call it that. Yes. <laughs> wear a mask, please.
1: I look, the, the Jets just didn't want to play the Rockets. They, they were tired Which of playing fair, the Rockets. is fair, man. I think it's a bad matchup. And, and the you know, they just it was just one of those things. It was just like they 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 decided they did not want to see the Rockets. And it and and, and let's be clear about this. This was not about trying to draw draw the Denver Nuggets, no. Because it was just basically anybody but Houston. Like right. if they had drawn the Los Angeles Clippers, they would have been like, "Okay, they're not Houston, let's go." Right. That's what that was about. It wasn't. They aren't scared of anybody. They just didn't want to play Houston anymore. Which is fine because none of us that. wanted we've to see before, Houston anymore. Yeah, we've seen that. We've seen that game before, right? Like if Bogdanovich was Yeah, we've was seen healthy. that series before. Well,
0: actually, let me ask you this, Tony. With the news that Russell Westbrook, you know, he's probably going to miss a little bit of time in the first round. Does that change maybe the way the Jazz think about that?
1: Yeah, it takes away the one guy that Rudy Gobert can guard. <laughs> it takes
0: away the guy. Well, that's the interesting thing about that matchup, right? Is, is that Russell Westbrook can't beat the Jazz in the playoffs. And, and James Harden can easily beat the Jazz in the playoffs. So does that cancel each other out?
1: Right. So, I mean, like when Russell Westbrook's on the floor... He's, you know, he's he's the one guy that you say, okay, hit eight threes, or and we'll shake your hand, right, right. So Rudy Gobert can can match up with him and still kind of roam the paint, uh, and he did that, you know, he did that to 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 moderate success, yeah, in the February matchup. But when Rudy has to go and guard PJ Tucker, PJ Tucker is camped out in the corners, then Rudy's help changes drastically because Russell Westbrook works the top of the breaks so Rudy's help can be more centralized because Russell Westbrook works the top of the breaks he doesn't work the corners PJ Tucker spots up in the corners so Rudy's help can't come from the middle because they just kick it to the corner and PJ Tucker's wide open for three and he'll hit and he'll happily hit eight threes so if Russell Westbrook is hurt it makes it harder for the Jazz it makes it harder for Rudy to guard not easier
0: and I think I think that's where it hurts that Rudy Gobert is not a post player, because in that matchup, if you have a guy that is wearing down P.J. Tucker throughout the game, I actually think it's a good a good thing for the Jazz, because then I get a tired P.J. Tucker in every fourth quarter. He's physically I mean, look. P.J. an incredible defender. He's very strong. He's in great shape, but I will take him shooting fourth quarter threes in all of those games of saying, hey, right. you've had to deal with this guy in the post all night now go have the legs to make late-game you know, late situation three-pointers. You can right. have that shot, right? And right. so the Jazz don't have that guy without, you know, with, with Rudy um, not being a post player. And so like, if it's Nuggets, Rockets, okay, Jokic can, can take advantage of that, right? Jokic can be the guy that, um, that wears down P.J. Tucker, even though he's a little skinnier now. Like, that's at least the, the thought process. Someone like a Joel Embiid could do that. Like, there are guys who can do that, but Rudy Gobert isn't that guy. And that he's just a different like, just different type of offensive player, right? He's a vertical spacer. And so because of that, like, I don't think you can take advantage of the small ball in the same way other teams can.
1: Right. And that all went into it. That all yeah. went into just being like, hey, you know what? Let's just not bump our heads up against the wall. Listen, if the Jazz had gotten Houston, they would have gone out, and they would have played, and they would have been fine with it. But don't go do something if you have the power to not do it. And they realized that they had that part in, in their control. And they did what they had to do to find another matchup, any other matchup.
0: Right. Before we get into the the series with Denver, what did we learn about? Did we learn anything about the Jazz in these eight seeding games?
1: Yes, we learned that the Jazz are high on Jarrell Brantley, Mieoni and Jawan Morgan, and even Rajon Tucker as guys who could potentially be rotation players going forward for the core in the future
0: okay so who is who's the guy out of all those guys that they seem to like the best
1: um that's tough because I think that they they like Brantley Morgan and Oni kind of on the same same level like I think that they look at those three and they think that those three are definitely rotation players for them okay in the future
0: um are we concerned at all that Donovan Mitchell shot under forty percent for these six games.
1: Did he really? Thirty nine point three. I didn't look at this. Thirty nine point three percent. I actually didn't look at his stats. I thought he played pretty well. I thought he did too.
0: So that's it. Kind of shocks me a little bit. But yeah, thirty nine point three percent. Now he did shoot thirty seven percent, thirty seven point eight percent from three, and ninety percent from the line.
1: And that's why I'm not really a stats guy because like. I looked at the, the only game that I thought he didn't play well was Oklahoma City. Now, let me think. Yeah, okay, I mean, so, and also, you
0: can you can play well and well, still miss shots, right? Yeah. Like, you can I have mean, good good command of the game and everything. Like right, you can do so that. he
1: didn't shoot well against yeah. New Orleans, but he dominated the fourth quarter and down a stretch. And the right. stat sheet is never going to tell you that. The Denver game. It's just gonna say it's just gonna say that he didn't shoot well against New Orleans,
0: right? And the Denver game, he was pretty bad until it was crunch time, and then he was fantastic, right? He took over that game. He almost won. That is the game.
1: also true. Yeah, third for what two and a half quarters against Denver.
0: Yeah, and then about well, yeah some sometime in the third quarter, he just took over. Right, but yeah, that kind of that shocked me a little bit. Jordan Clarkson also under forty percent.
1: Now he played every bit to that. Yeah. He did. So the eye test definitely told I <laughs>
0: test and the stats definitely lined yes, up there. So
1: did, <laughs> yes, Jordan Clarkson shot under forty percent. I, I completely believe you. Do you expect Emmanuel Moutier to be a part of this playoff rotation? Um no, I don't.
0: He like he's just man, he's not. I think it was a little hit or miss in the regular season. In the seeding games, he but did not I, look ready. I
1: touched on this in, in on Twitter and Here's the thing. You know what? And I'm going to caveat this a little bit. If Emmanuel Moutier is on the floor and he's your primary ball handler, he can be effective in that situation In that situation only. But if he's on the floor with Donovan Mitchell or if he's on the floor with Mike Conley, if he's on the floor with anybody else that you'd rather have as your ball, a primary ball handler, he might as well not be on the floor. Right. If that makes sense. Right. Now, the caveat is and I hope I used, said that word correctly. Did I say that correctly?
0: I think that worked. Well, I guess it depends on what you're going to say next.
1: Okay, so the caveat is that, that Mike Conley might be leaving the bubble oh. at some point in the series. Okay. Because of the birth of his child. And if that happens, then yes, Emmanuel Moody will be back and be in the rotation. But if you can keep one of Conley or Mitchell on the floor for 48 minutes in these playoffs, I think you... You have
0: to. I said this to my sister after her third child, but I did say, "Oh, well, you've seen one birth, you've seen them all, right?" So, is there any 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 of that over overcast on the Mike Conley situation? Um, I don't think that, she did not agree. By the way, my sister did uh, not agree. I don't <laughs> think
1: that his him and his wife see it that way. And, and okay. I know that the, it would be my last pod if I said that to my wife. <laughs> Like, our pod would be gone. It, right. You know. He would
0: just disappear instantly. It, right. Yeah. You know, well, we this is know. the
1: Game Notes pod, but somehow Tony Jones did not not find show Tony up. Jones, right? He's not on the clean feed. <laughs> we sent out a text. Maybe he's asleep. Uh, well, he is asleep. He's just not that kind of asleep. Yeah, you went from
0: getting up for the chickens to being chicken feed, you know? I think that's what it was. Um. Let's hit the pause button to tell you about Manscaped. Guys, are you prepared to unveil that summer bod? You're at the pool, you're at the beach. Make sure you're looking good and you look good by Manscaping. Beaches are open, the sun is shining, the bushes must be tamed. All over your body. There's no other way to do it. Trust me, your significant other is going to love you for it. Absolutely love you for it. Manscaped is here to ensure... That you can round out your manscaping routine easily. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using THEATHLETIC20 as your code. And you're going to get the shed travel Bag. It's a $39 value. And you're going to love this. While you're taking care of your package, you make sure your package is safely secured with the patented high performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. It'll change your life. So go to manscaped.com today and use the promo code THEATHLETIC20. All right, let's get into this Denver series. Um, it, it's super interesting to me because the idea of Rudy trying to contain Nikol Jokic is going to be a fun, fun, just basketball nerd matchup, right? Like these are, it's the, the best defensive center in the league against arguably the best offensive center in the league. The things that Jokic can do with the ball, with his passing, you know, Rudy... Uh, Rudy's really got his work cut out for him, but that's the matchup that you want Rudy for, right? And and at the same right. time, Nuggets team is not at full strength. If it was them at full strength, I'd feel very good about Denver winning this series and winning it pretty easily. But you know, Jamal Murray's barely back. He's played I think two games, and he and he's looked just kind of okay in them. Gary Harris is is still hurt. Will Barton is still hurt. I think they'll be back for the playoffs, but we don't know for sure. But this is a like this is a Nuggets team that might be vulnerable.
1: The thing that should scare the Jazz for me is how good and how easily Nikola Jokic has handled Rudy Gobert this season. Yeah, And in past seasons, it just has not been that way. In past seasons, Rudy Gobert has given Jokic all kinds of problems with his length, his activity, his athleticism. And this year, Jokic is just, he's just eating the jazz alive. Uh, he had 30, 20, and 10 Back in February, uh, in the first February matchup, he dominated the last five minutes. And the matchup that we saw uh last Saturday that went to double overtime, he dominated the second half. Uh he scored on Rudy and he basically time he won it. And, you know, in in he fouled Rudy out. Uh he stayed in the paint for ten seconds on that foul out, but he did foul Rudy out. Um You know, he's just figured – it just seems like he's gotten comfortable uh, against uh, Gobert's length, and it just wasn't that way. Um, It just hasn't been that way in past seasons. And the Jazz, I won't say it's impossible, but if Nikola Jokic dominates this series like he's dominated the regular season, it's going to be really, really hard for the Jazz to win this series.
0: Yeah, I mean he he is the best player in this series and I tend to go with the best player in a in a series, right? Um when it comes down to just kind of being a, a toss up um, between the two teams. I do think this is the series where Donovan Mitchell has to dominate. Like they they don't have anyone who can stay in front of him. Like well, I do have I do have something I need to bring up once Tory Craig his one his Spence check you allegedly called Tory Craig the best NBA perimeter defender, according to, to Spence Checkets. Now, he's not even the best perimeter defender on his team, Tony, so that's confusing I said, me.
1: Torrey Craig has been the best player in the NBA defending Donovan Mitchell this year.
0: Okay, now we have conflicting reports.
1: Yeah, what, what Spence said is that that's just wrong. I said he's been the most effective player on Donovan Mitchell this year. Okay. All right, now that's
0: a different conversation. But you think, because I, I just think that, I think the Jazz can get Craig off of Mitchell pretty easily. I just think they can they can force switches, right? A lot, right? And they can. Um, and Denver can. But, well, this is the other thing, Tony. Like Denver legitimately had the worst defense in the bubble, like the worst. And they were granted, 20 second, often, out
1: of 20, sec, twenty second out of twenty second, twenty second out of twenty two. But
0: it's it's not just that. Look, it's a small sample because it's only eight games, right? And it's unprecedented circumstances. And offense was up around the league. And all that we can throw all those. All those like qualifiers out there, all right? All We can couch it any way you want. But still, they were like seven points per 100 possessions worse than what the Wizards had done all season. Tony, the Wizards had the second worst defensive rating in NBA history this year. And for an eight-game stretch, Denver made them look like the Milwaukee Bucks defensively. That's how bad the Denver defense has been. Now, I don't know how you tune that up and just flip a switch for the playoffs, but I do think that's a legitimate problem for Denver. Now, they can score with anybody, and they're a much better offense than Utah, but Utah's offense may look pretty good here.
1: It looked really good against Denver. Here's the thing with Denver's defense. Jamal Murray has zero inclination to defend. He's not interested in it. And and he's coming
0: back from an injury, so that's even less.
1: Michael Porter Jr. has no idea what he's doing out there defensively. That's one of the reasons why Michael Malone's kept him on ice for so long. Yeah, and like he can um, score,
0: but he's—it's great that he can score, but he gives up just as many as he gets.
1: Right. And Nikola uh, Jokic—he still sucks defensively. (laughs) I'm so done with this. I'm
0: done with this. Yeah, but the numbers say this, and if the numbers said anything that was positive about Nikola Jokic defensively, that Michael Malone believes he wouldn't be subbing him out for Mason Plumlee in key possessions. Okay, he's still doing that. One of those buckets, those late-game buckets that Donovan Mitchell had, he got it because Jokic screened Jeremy Grant. Like, Jokic screened, screened his own teammate.
1: It was the bucket that sent to overtime.
0: Yes, Jokic screened for him. Like, he <laughs> sucks defensively. We got to stop, like, well, maybe skinny Jokic can do it. No, he can't. He's a bad defender. And it's okay because he's so good offensively, he more than makes up for it. But they have right. potentially a lot of bad defenders out there.
1: Right, Paul doesn't move as well mater- laterally anymore. So right now, your your two real defenders are Tory Craig and Gary Harris, and maybe Jeremy Grant. J- Jeremy's really good protecting the rim. Um,
0: yeah, so- Jeremy Grant. So Jeremy Grant might be a real problem for them in this series.
1: Oh, Jeremy Grant's 100% going to be a real problem. Yeah, for he's, he's, man, he's good. He's, there, there's good. No he's one of those
0: few Syracuse players that actually became good he's, in the NBA. There's,
1: I don't think the Jazz have an answer for him. No, I don't think so. There's not a 6'8", 6'9", uber-athletic guy right. uh, that's going to put on a Utah Jazz uniform that's going to be able to counteract what Jeremy Grant does.
0: No, like Royce O'Neal, but you need Royce O'Neal on Murray right you need do, Royce. Do you, what do you think the what do you think the defensive matchup is going to be you for
1: you might need Royce on Michael Porter Jr. No you can
0: get out of here with that I would put Joe Ingles on him and he can have whatever he wants to get he can go try to I if they run their offense through Michael Porter Jr. that's a Jazz win. He's good but he's a rookie who can't yes. defend. That's the thing where he may have an empty he may have a good 25 points in a game he may have an
1: empty 25 points in a game. Yes. And also Bowl ball, ball is better than Rudy Gobert so you could throw him on the floor <laughs> as well. Oh yeah.
0: Bobo's Ball so good that they refuse to play him in seating games. <laughs> That's
1: how good he is. I mean when, Unless he's playing against
0: the Washington Generals in the first game of the seating.
1: Weren't we having that conversation on Twitter? Bobo is better offensively than Rudy Gobert. Did you I see wouldn't that? say
0: we were. I wasn't having well, that we conversation.
1: <laughs> but did, did you see that conversation on Twitter? Did you see that no. pop up? No. Bobo is a better offensive player than Rudy Gobert. No. <sighs> What are we doing? That that was a real conversation. Look, I think on NBA I, Twitter. I
0: could not be more tired of simply one fan base talking about screen assists, okay? Screen assists is not a meaningful stat. It's just not. I don't care what the Jazz propaganda it, It's not a meaningful stat. With that said, it doesn't mean that Rudy Gobert is worse than Bull Bull defensively if we stop counting screen assists. Offensively. Offensively. Yeah. Right. right. Like Rudy Gobert... His screening alone and his rolling to the basket is better than anything Bol Bol has done on an NBA court. That one little thing. throwing offensive rebound, all that stuff. Like, getting to the free throw line. Like, Bol Bol might be a skilled player someday. He's not good right now. We gotta stop doing this with young, like, second-round picks that we might get excited about.
1: Well, he dribbled the ball up the floor, so that makes him better than Rudy Gobert.
0: I will say he's a better dribbler than Rudy Gobert. I'll give him that. Rudy dribbles more than twice in a possession. I, I get nervous. I start sweating.
1: I've seen Rudy lead the break.
0: I've seen Rudy turn the ball over horrendously by trying to lead the break. <laughs> I'm not saying that
1: it, listen, I'm not saying that it ended well. I'm just saying I, that I saw him lead the break. Oh, man.
0: Um, okay, so what's the X factor for the Jazz in the series?
1: Well, I think the X factor is Jordan Clarkson. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, if you commit Torrey Craig to Donovan Mitchell, and then if you commit, gary harris to mike conley who guards jordan clarkson
0: yeah they don't yeah they don't have perimeter depth with that stuff right at least defensively they don't have perimeter depth especially if gary Gary harris isn't healthy or can't play at all that's really going to hurt
1: them even more defensively and the jazz wore denver out on that pick and roll just wore them out this is going to be a series where i think rudy gobert is going to have to assert himself as much offensively as he, as he is going to be defensively.
0: You have to make Jokic work.
1: Yeah. You really you, you do. You have to make Jokic guard. You have to put him in every pick and roll, put him yeah. in every screen action, every possession that he's on the floor. Yep. You know, he's so good offensively. He's at the point offensively where he, there are just at points in time, I don't think there's anything you can do on him. Just Just hope he misses. Right, there are certain players in this league that are at such a high level offensively that there's really nothing you could do with them. It's just you just gotta hope that he's off. Do you think the Jazz will double? No, because I I think they want to keep Denver off the line as much as possible.
0: Yeah, I personally think I think Jokic is in that Steve Nash zone now, right? Where yeah, well, you where, wanna where the make Spurs a score. yeah, the Spurs decide we need to make Steve Nash score. Right, like just don't help off, make him score. But if he gets forty, he gets forty. I think that's right. how you have to approach Jokic.
1: Right, because if he's getting forty, then Jer- Jeremy Grant's not getting twenty, Paul Millsap's not getting fifteen, Michael Porter right. Jr. is not getting fifteen, and Jamal Murray's not getting twenty-five. Right,
0: and I also think that turns that turns Jamal Murray into more of a of an impulse scorer. Which, right. if he's going, that sucks for <laughs> for his opponent. But if he's not, if he doesn't have it going. That's very good because I I don't think he's a bad teammate by any means but his his instinct is to score. Jamal Murray's instinct is to go out there and be a gunner, right? He's not a point guard like he's like he's a gunner. And I think the the more possessions you take away from him by making Jokic do everything from a scoring standpoint and not doubling off him when Jamal Murray does get the ball, he's going to feel like I got to get some shots up. And that and that's not really their offense.
1: How much do you, stock do you put in the fact that in the regular season, Jokic and Murray just wore the Jazz out. Um, because they both worn the Jazz out this season.
0: Well, so this is my question about this is my question about the Jazz It's like you know, we're talking about Denver's defense is so bad. Um, the Jazz defense is not great anymore. Like it's not it's not their calling card anymore. Right. Exactly. And so that's that's my concern with any matchup they have is like. It used to be, well, at least we know the Jazz will play defense. I don't know anymore.
1: That's a big declaration. You know, there are no lies detected. I mean, what do you think? I think that Jokic and Murray have worn the Jazz out this season, and there's been a reason. Yeah, I mean, I I don't
0: think Jokic wearing out the Jazz is a big deal. I think if Jokic and Murray are wearing out the Jazz... That's the that, that's the, the pick and roll down the. Yeah,
1: their pick and roll down the stretch is giving the Jazz major issues. So the Jazz are going to have to figure some, some stuff out, and I think that Denver's size is an issue for the Jazz.
0: Yeah, I agree with that because the Jazz, if we, as we've mentioned, Jazz are not They're big a small anymore.
1: Team. Yeah, right. They're a small team. I've talked about this on Twitter, and and I put this series in. I characterize this series as okay. This is going to be a heavy lift for the Jazz. But it's not an impossible one. What it's going to take is Utah is going to have to play for the four games that it's going to take to beat Denver. Utah is going to have to play A-plus basketball those four games. The question is, do they have four games of A-plus basketball in them? And have we seen four games of A-plus basketball from the Jazz this season? I know we've seen one. That was the Los Angeles Clippers on the road in December. Yeah. That was A-plus basketball on both ends of the floor. Man no we haven't I know the Milwaukee which is weird
0: too because they finally started out a season well they did right like that's the thing is they always start out slow and then the second half of the season they kick ass and and then we're like wow the Jazzers they're ready to go for the playoffs and this year obviously there are different circumstances but this year they started out well and then they got shitty in the second half of the season i can think
1: of two games i think of the clipper game i think they played a plus basketball for 48 minutes on both ends of the floor i think of the celtics game in march on the road i think that was a plus basketball on both ends of the floor the milwaukee game at didn't rudy home. pout in that one was it rudy pissed off he wasn't getting the ball? No, Rudy pouted. No, that was the thing. Rudy was good in that game. He pouted against Toronto. Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. I got that mixed up. because
1: it was like, oh, okay. They beat the Celtics on the road. They dominated a really good Celtics team. Yeah. They turned the corner. Yeah. And then three days later.
0: Oh, man. I forgot about that. God, this was a fun season.
1: <laughs> Three days later, Rudy was like, Serge Ibaka, just shoot the ball anytime yeah, you want. You got want. this. You're fine. <laughs> and Serge went for 28. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking
0: over the schedule now, trying to find like the. Uh, yeah, that Warriors game doesn't count because that team, the Warriors didn't count. I mean, they dominated the Pacers that one game. In January, yeah, the
1: Pacers were on a back-to-back. They were oh, they, that's right, their, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That doesn't count. Gone. That doesn't count. Um, now, what about the Milwaukee game at home, the one where Bogdanovich hit the, the buzzer beater? So, that wasn't a plus basketball. That was a plus basketball for a half, and right. then Milwaukee erased a twenty-point deficit in like ten minutes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know if I fault them for that. That might be an A plus game because because Milwaukee is clearly the better team, right? Right, like not even close. Oh, I got something for Milwaukee with you too. Did you say the Bucks had the easiest schedule in the last thirty years? Spence also told me that. They but they're twenty eighth in strength of schedule this year. So how is that possible?
1: Yeah, but I mean, it got the, the bubble made the schedule better. Did it? I don't the know bubble, if that's true. It <laughs> was the bubble made. Discovered before the bubble, like their SOS was ridiculously low.
0: I don't know if that's true. All right, uh, the Bucks. I'm gonna. I'm willing to give them that for the Bucks because the Bucks are a much better team.
1: So we're saying three A plus basketball games from the Jazz. Yeah, because the Kings
0: aren't any good. They dominated Kings, but the Kings aren't good, and they were really. good. I
1: actually game. see. Here's the thing: the irony. The irony on the Bucks in the buck series i actually think that the jazz played better in the game they lost to the bucks oh that one in milwaukee
0: yeah i mean well yeah the defense was bad in that game but but they played really well as a team
1: they played really really well and there was no rudy
0: yeah there was no rudy they just like wasn't it wasn't just you know, i think it's always this way with the bucks but i think the Bucs just like exploded after halftime yeah
1: yeah um and it yeah. was uh it was a possession game uh, on the last possession of the game. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, we're looking at... So we're looking at three or four games where the well, Jazz... Well, yeah, we're, were,
0: we're really struggling to find four games where we're like, great right. game,
1: Jazz. You know, the Clippers are one. I think the Clippers are the best game of the season for the Jazz this year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that that game... That game was the one game where you saw exactly what the front office was envisioning when they put the when they put this group together. On both ends of the floor, they were very good defensively. Like right. Rudy dominated the game defensively. The Jazz ball movement and their shooting took over the game offensively. And then Donovan Mitchell took over the game down a stretch. Like that was the blueprint. Clipper game was the blueprint for what Dennis Lindsey, David Morey, and Justin Zanuck were thinking when they put this group together. That was the one game. To me... You know, and here's the roundabout to me that the Jazz are going to have to put together four of those kind of games to beat Denver. Denver's really good. What's the biggest liability for the Jazz in the series? I think I'm going to say their perimeter defense. Ooh, interesting.
0: I was actually going to say their perimeter shooting. I don't. I know they've been a you good shooting their team all season.
1: Shooting's a liability. I a don't. Great tru- I team. don't
0: trust it anymore. Without Bogdanovich, Oof. and it shouldn't be that way because even without Bogdanovich, there's, their percentage was still good. But I don't trust that they I don't trust their perimeter shooting. For whatever reason. I don't know what it is. I just don't trust it, Tony. And they are gonna have a lot of good looks against this Denver team. Right, a lot of good looks. That's the
1: thing. They're gonna have a lot of good looks. And uh, the, I, I think the the biggest, I think you just like touched on what the biggest, if I were a jazz fan, this this would be my biggest hope, which is For four games in this series, the Jazz are going to get any look they want offensively. Yeah. It's just a matter of making the shots. Well, Yeah, that's a big deal. You got to make the shots, Tony. You got to make the shots, but those looks are going to be there. Yeah. You know, the Clippers, even if they play well offensively against the Los Angeles Clippers, the Clippers are capable of going on a five to ten minute stretch where they just shut your water off. And you can't get good shots. Right. Same thing with Houston. For all of the talk of, uh, of Houston's defense, when those guys buckle down in the last five to ten minutes of a the game, they will make it very difficult for you. Yeah. Oklahoma City, if I were the Jazz, I wouldn't have wanted any parts of them because those guys are junkyard dogs, and they're all young and dumb. Uh, so they're just all going to pressure you, pressure the heck out of you for 48 minutes. You don't want to deal with that. Right. Let, that's, that's let somebody else deal with that. Yeah. Denver, all you got to do is just run your, run, run your actions – Reverse the ball a couple of times. And if you reverse the ball, get a couple, touch the paint a couple of times off the dribble, somebody's going to be open.
0: (laughs) Well, so look, I know the rotations were all over the place, but they had four unbelievable three point shooting games in the bubble and four miserable three point shooting games in the bubble.
1: You need the four that are unbelievable. You do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or just not miserable, right? You could just be like 35,
1: 37%. Hey. That's Listen, all you, you got to do. But they went like forty-five percent against Denver and lost. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. It's because they uh, couldn't stop anybody.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Again, I just Listen, man, this, this is
1: this is where I get it's back gonna,
0: to the defense, and I just man, that's not the Jazz defense that we know. But this or that is where we
1: this is going to be on a lot of this is going to be on Gobert. He's yep. got to win that matchup against Nikola Jokic. Okay. So Has let me to ask. Win it.
0: Let me ask you this. Is it possible that outside of Utah, Rudy Gobert's Q rating plummets to zero in this series? Like, if he if he gets just destroyed by Jokic, will anybody outside of Utah be like, yeah, but Gobert's really good?
1: I will say, and I, I try not to use this hyperbole, I think in a large sense, I mean, Rudy's rep is on the line this series. Because I thought that Rudy played extremely well last year. Uh, in the playoffs against Houston. But what's been the narrative, right? Rudy gets run off the floor. Yeah, the I don't agree. I don't think he did. Man, I, don't, I don't agree either. Like it, it, He's never been run off the floor. To no, Jazz no, no. I don't, don't never... agree that he played well against Houston. Oh, I, I think he played extremely well. I think he well. played
0: all right. I don't think he got th- destroyed, but I think there were times where he blew that. He blew now, that when,
1: when I say he played extremely well, I'm talking about defensively. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah with that. No, he, he still had his problems offensively. So maybe that turns an A an A series into a C plus or a B minus series because he had a, he did have his problems offensively, but I thought that defensively he was the only reason that the Jazz had a chance against Houston last year. Yeah, okay? I'm with that. So I like that. Here's the thing: if NBA Twitter and the NBA narrative is Rudy gets run off the floor in the playoffs, Rudy gets run off the floor in the playoffs. Whether this is true or not, now we finally get Gobert in another matchup, right? Yeah. He's got to win that matchup. Or
0: he just can't get destroyed in the matchup, right? Yeah. Like, he, Jokic can't completely outplay him. I think if it's like, you know, like in a boxing match, if it's like 10-9, 10-8 in the round, I think that's okay. It can't be Rudy got knocked down like three times in this round, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what's your prediction, Tony?
1: Jazz and seven.
0: Wow. Let's you, go. you think that the Jazz are going to walk onto a Denver Nuggets court in Orlando in a game seven and steal it?
1: Let's go. <laughs> Let's like effing that. go. Wow. I like you that. You throw all caution to the wind. This is how you do it. Wow. I'm making predictions like New Jack City, baby. We well, take it over know, the Carter.
0: I don't know if that's true, because I don't know that Jazz and 7 is throwing caution into the wind. Now, if it was like Jazz and Five, Tony, now I'm now we're talking. That's eye popping. Jazz and six, jazz we're there. Jazz and
1: seven. Jason 7. Why are you predicting Jazz and five? Jazz and
0: Jazz and seven's, seven's a little bit of a cop out. I gotta tell you. You just you, I just, want a little called,
1: bit, you just called my bold prediction a cop out. I don't think it's bold.
0: I think that is regular type. Bold? I think that is regular font. It's not okay, underlined. It's not we bold. Have, it's not even italics. Uh,
1: no, no, no. We have a producer that we... Tanika, what What do you think? Uh, like, is is that, a, is that a bold prediction? It's okay. Right. Mediocre. Okay.
0: So it's not bold.
1: Mediocre. You just...
0: Get- Tanika's right. I ride with Tanika on this. Wow. Mediocre. What a mediocre this, prediction. This is a tough crowd, man. You know? You have a chance to, to bump that up a little bit if you want. I'll give Let you a chance to amend it.
1: Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you a story, okay? When I was 15, uh-huh. I was with my friends, and they, one of them, pulled out a cigarette. Okay. And they offered it to me. Okay. And I said no. Is it an infomercial? What's that so one? the is it a PSA. Bottom line: the moral of the story is, I have dealt with the peer pressure and beaten the peer pressure thing a long time ago. Jazz okay. in seven.
0: All right. So your mediocre prediction is jazz and seven. Yes. Tony, we've had a lot of chaos this year, right, with Utah Jazz. We've had a lot of chaos. Even in what was a successful season, we had a lot of chaos. In keeping with that, I'm trying to think what would be the biggest chaos for the Utah Jazz. It would be Denver in five, where Jokic just completely outplays Gobert.
1: Uh, the meltdown among, on Jazz Twitter with right. Denver, if that happens. Let's put it to you like this. If the Jazz lose this in five and Jokic just absolutely outplays Rudy Gobert, not only is Jazz Twitter going to be in a frenzy, NBA Twitter's going to be in a frenzy. Oh,
0: they're going to come after Donovan. They're going to come after uh, Gobert.
1: They're going to come after the entire Jazz organization in yeah. terms of this is not their core. They should break this up. Right.
0: They should break uh, this up. Also, like, we don't need to take them seriously next year because all they do is like have a good season, and then they come in the playoffs right. and wet the bed.
1: Yeah, it would be disastrous for um, it would be disastrous for narrative for the yes. And to, I and I do think blown out in this series.
0: I do think it could be five really good games. Right, losing them five doesn't mean you get destroyed. It right. just means they you lost. lost the game, they lost right? in
1: three really good games this year. Right, exactly. Like all I three think of that, these games were really good.
0: I think that's my prediction. They're going to lose in five to the De- to Denver Nuggets. One will be a blowout, and then it's going to be four really tight,
1: really good games. So what you're saying is you're just trying to burn it all down. I'm not my trying to burn to it be- all down. I'm not trying to burn it all down. You're predicting that... That, that
0: I'm predicting that someone is pouring lighter fluid all over the situation right now. <laughs> and Nikola Jokic is going to flick a lit cigarette <laughs> at the lighter fluid and walk away.
1: With a glass of wine. With
0: a glass of wine, yeah. Glass of wine is H&M jacket. That's what it's going to be. Um, make sure you subscribe to The Athletic. You're going to get all of Tony's great coverage of the Utah Jazz in this playoff series against the Denver Nuggets. Will they lose in five? Will they win in seven? That's the question. Tony made the mediocre prediction of Jazz in seven. Wouldn't get bolder than that. And I'm making the uh, the inflammatory incendiary prediction of Nuggets in five. And chaos after, because that just seems to be in line with what the Jazz do this year.
1: Chaos ensues. <laughs>
0: chaos in five. That's what that's my prediction. It's chaos in five for the for the Utah Jazz. Um, thanks for listening to Game Notes. Make sure you subscribe uh, on any podcast platform. Leave us a nice review. Leave us five stars wherever that system is. Make sure you do that. Tell your friends. They can listen to Tony Jones every week on the uh, on Utah Jazz because I know they like that. They can read his coverage on the Athletic, check out the power rankings, check out the uh, lottery rankings that are coming up in the next week. We got a lot of great coverage at the Athletic, so make sure you subscribe to that. Uh, and Tony, we will talk after, I don't know, game one, game two, whenever you want to
1: talk. We'll do it right here. Yes, sir.